the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sing a little bit here. Just goes along with the, how I feel about Christmas time. I get all fired up for Christmas. I really do. Last night, I, I apologized to you, Heidi. I told you I'd have date bars today, and I don't know what I did wrong, but it came out like a brick. I mean, I tried to cut, couldn't cut them. I could not. I was going to go out and get a blowtorch. They were that hard. I'm just telling you, it was terrible. It was bad news. I usually don't screw up things that bad. Pretty good baker. Did something wrong with that one. I'll, do, I'll try to make them again tonight. Because they're good. They're really good. All right. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, some folks from Harding here. Dr. Uh, uh, Donna Claren is going to be with us from Harding. She's on the phone. She's a family nurse practitioner program director at the Carr College of Nursing at Harding University. Good morning, Doc. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm awake. And that, that that's, <laughs> a, that, that's a good thing when you do the morning show. That is very true. <laughs> My wife was hassling me this morning, and she was saying, why was I walking around the, the bedroom like I was? And I said, I'm trying to wake up. It's 4 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I am trying to wake up. It took me to about 4.20 to have my faculties all about me. But I'm, I'm all right now, so I think this interview will go with without any problems. How about you? You don't get up every morning at 4 o'clock. Well, my students will tell you that I am one of the people who gets up at 4 o'clock. And I, say, I tell them, don't call me after 8 p.m. I'll be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so they make fun of me. <laughs> well, I... I'm in bed at nine. That's I hit the hit the rack at nine o'clock. I usually watch a little Netflix or something, and if I start feeling my eyes getting heavy, I go to bed. I I used to not be that way. I used to force myself to stay up like to midnight and then get up at four o'clock. And uh, this this old body just won't do that anymore. You know, somebody should write a song about that. <laughs> I, I bet you could find one somewhere. Yeah, probably can. Well, let's talk about what's going on at Harding. You guys have been doing so many things over the last few months, uh, increasing your uh, graduate program. And uh, the application deadline about what we're going to talk about today is on March the 1st. So you got a little bit of time. They understand you got to celebrate the holidays, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, pay attention and we'll tell you where to go when you get ready to sign up. So explain to us, what is the Master of uh, Science and Nursing Family Nurse Practitioner degree that you all are going to offer? Yeah, so we've been offering it for a few years now, and um, it is a degree that helps you be able to sit for the Family Nurse Practitioner certification and so that you are a full provider. That's what we call full health care provider, like a primary care provider. Um, 
people can be sick, they can be well, they can come to the nurse practitioner, and they can, um, the nurse practitioner can evaluate and diagnose and treat, and, you know, they never have to see a doctor. They certainly can, and we love our physician colleagues. So that's what the program prepares you to do. Well, you know, I've talked to a lot of nurses over the years that I've been in broadcasting, and they've all kind of quietly told me it's not the doctors that know anything anyway. It's the, it's the nurses that they carry the, the load on their shoulders. Uh, this is kind of interesting because it's really making nurses ever more important in the health care of uh, the people that they're servicing, Correct. It, it is making, it is very important for them. And um, I think the unique thing about a nurse practitioner is they've all been nurses. So nurses have definitely fully cared for the entire patient at some point in their career. Um, and so they, they've seen the, the patient at the most vulnerable. I mean, how much more vulnerable can you be if you're in the hospital? And then in order to be an NP, you have to be a, a nurse first, a registered nurse first. So you have cared for people in their most vulnerable setting. And I think that enhances the nurse practitioner in the primary care setting. Is it, does it, does it instill more empathy in the person who's uh, giving the care? Well, I, I would hope so for sure. And I think so, but I would, you know, I can't speak for all, but I certainly would hope so that if it doesn't, I don't think you're in the right place the right profession right well there's a lot of people who are looking at this program they go i just don't have time you know i'm working a full-time job and i I don't have time to go back to school well you've got what you guys have is a full-time time that you can go about this or a part-time correct yes sir and also our program is primarily online and so students who are Students who attend our program, we have on-campus times three times throughout the program where they come to campus and we, we work with them on some things that you obviously can't do online, but it's full or part-time. And the really cool thing about that is we still lecture, but we can, you can listen to the lecture at 2 a.m. At 4 a.m., Dave, when you get up for work, you can yeah. listen to a lecture. You can listen at 10 p.m. You could listen at 2 p.m. So it's super flexible. Of course, we have deadlines, but the lecturing, it's not like you have to be in a class at 8 a.m. for an hour lecture. Very cool. I like I like that whole idea. I wish that they had done this uh, before, but I think COVID has pushed us ever quickly towards being able to do more online than we've ever done in uh, in time before. What about uh, background, if you want to get into this? Do you have to have a certain background to get involved? You do. You, um, you have to minimally have a bachelor's in nursing. We know that RNs have various different avenues of becoming an RN, but you have to have the bachelor's before you can get a master's. Okay. So you have that. You, you take the classes. So how long does it take typically? Why don't you tell us if you go full-time, how fast you can do it versus part-time? Full-time is five semesters. That's not bad. And that's 45 credit hours, but five semesters. And part-time is eight semesters. Well, that's not bad. I mean, really, nope. it's not. I mean, you're looking, what, four years? If you're looking at eight eight semesters, that's not that's not bad. That's you know, two semesters. Well, we, 
Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. No, that's all right. Um, we go in the summer, so it's actually a little uh-huh. less than three years for the part-time and a little less than two calendar years for the full-time. Very cool. That's even better. Yeah, I when I was in college, and that was a long time ago, we won't talk about it, me and Fred Flintstone used to ride our brontosauruses <laughs> to, to school. Uh, this, you know, I, I used to always go during summer school because I could – by doing that, mm-hmm. I knocked out almost uh, three quarters of a year uh, of having yeah. to be on campus. Well, it's also nice to keep them going because every time there's a, a break, the students always tell us, okay, now I have to get back in the groove again. So it, it that's really true. seems to fit the lifestyle of the student. That's really true. That it, That's not an easy thing to do to get, to get done, take off, you know, several weeks and then turn around and head back to school again that that makes things, some things uh, kind of different because you've got to have your mind in the game you got to be able to focus and do what you got to do absolutely okay we're going to get a break in here we'll do that and then we'll come back and finish up our uh, our uh, interview i'm going to come back and talk to you about uh, uh stuff about uh, you know what is it like online not being on campus things of that nature We'll get all that information for everybody and then repeat some of the stuff that we've already talked about and give them all the dates that they need to know about and places to contact. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick show talking further about this. Uh, You don't want to forget about PI roofing. Uh, We had a little bit of hail Friday in Cabot uh, when that big super sale started developing and made its way up and, with its devastation to the northeast side of Arkansas and Missouri and over into Kentucky and in Tennessee. I mean, it it was on the ground, and it was just causing all kinds of havoc. And, uh, you know, PI roofing, here, here's some things that you got to remember. One, people who are outside our state and come to the state only when we've had bad weather, uh, you might – it's hard to know who to trust and who not to trust. And I highly recommend the companies that are specifically from central Arkansas. And I really highly recommend PI roofing because I've not let anyone walk on my roof, much less work on my roof, except for PI roofing because they're the real professionals. They know what they're doing. Joel Johnson and Veronica Johnson, the owners, uh, they put you through school. They you 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 do some testing with them, so you, you show that you know how to put shingles on the correct way, how to put the you know felt on, and all the rest that you have to do to repair a roof. And they'll uh, put you through and say, okay, there's a leak here on this roof. Find it, because that's what we know PI roofing for. Your you know your roof leak detectives, and uh, they're going to test you on that. And, and the people that work for them know what they're doing. Joel makes sure they know what they're doing before they ever let them get on your roof. So call them, uh, 707-3551. You'll get the same great service that I do whenever I have them. i got to have them back over next week uh, before we get ready for holiday uh, time and uh, look at my roof because we had some uh, golf ball size hail where I was at. I want to make sure it didn't do any damage to my roof. And they'll tell me whether, hey, enough damage, Dave, you need to replace your roof or, nah, you're good for another couple of years. 
That's PI Roofing. Go to piroofing.com. All right, back with you, our special guest here for the rest of this half hour, uh, Dr. Donna uh, Claren, Nurse Donna Claren. She is the Family Nurse Practitioner Program Director at Carr College uh, of Nursing at Harding University. Doc, I got to believe, Doc, I keep calling her Doc, Nurse, Nurse, should I call you Doc? Can I just call you Doc? I'll just up your up your pay a little bit. We'll pretend <laughs> well, like I gave you a raise. That's what my students call me. I okay. know it's hard. It's hard. A nursing with a nurse with a doctorate. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna call you Doc. So Doc, let, let's talk about. There's gonna have to be some time. You're gonna have to be on campus uh, during the, this uh, this teaching because there's some things you got to do hands on. Correct. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, so, how often? Oh, how often they got to be be on campus? Well, they come to campus at the start of the program because we really think it's important to establish relationships and do orientation. And Hardy is a wonderful place to be, so we want them to see the campus and get you know feel like they're part of the family. And then they come after a couple of their clinical courses, so that we can ensure they're all on the right track. Um, and we did like we just held a suturing workshop, so they learned how to suture, and also worked with the pharmacy program doing some interprofessional collaboration, so things like that. And then they come at the end, the, a few days before they graduate, to, pre- to um, present their project, and then you know finalize things for graduation. Okay, so I got to ask a question that sits out there, I'm sure, in people's minds. You. You talk about you bring them to campus and they have a special suturing class. Yeah. Do they cut themselves and then sew themselves up? I mean, what? <laughs> no, sir. How do, how, how do you do that? You know, it, well, that would that would certainly make the news, right? If we it had would. to cut themselves. No, sir. So um, we have done things like pig's feet. We have done chicken because you know it really mimics the. Well, I won't get into that, but anyway. I got you. Okay. <laughs> and then we have kits. This last time we had kits. We had um, specialized suturing kits that a company makes. Huh. That's really. I almost got real detailed on you there. Okay? That's all right. <laughs> you could have gotten detailed. I'm I'm all ears because, you know, I think about all the times that I've been in the hospital and they had to take my blood and things of that nature, and. Uh, some of them are really good at it. Some of them seem like they're still practicing. But I mean, <laughs> just oh goodness, you know, there's just some that are good at that, and some that aren't. There's some people that take your blood, and it's like you never even knew they inserted the needle on you. And I, that's just a person who is really, really good. And they that only comes with practice. Do you practice on each other or what? Yeah, as, as far as suturing, no, you do not practice on each other. Well, that's good. And, um, yeah, no, no, don't, I mean, not on purpose anyway. Yeah, right. No practicing. I'm with you. <laughs> I, it's just things that cross my mind about when you're, you know, you go and you go to school. I mean, if you're a doctor and you're working on, you know, the heart or whatever, the last thing you want to do is practice on somebody. I, it, I just find, I just found it interesting. So, they work with pharmacists because doctors need to know need to work with pharmacists to make sure 
what drugs the patient is taking, making sure some drugs don't interact with other drugs, things of that nature, correct? Uh, yes, sir. They, um, that's what we have, interprofessional collaboration. So that's super important in education. You know, we don't know everything, so we need to go to our colleagues who specialize in whatever area and be willing to work with each other and ask them questions, all for the good of the patient. Yeah, I've been told that uh, the pharmacist next to the doctor is probably the most important person you deal with. I think it's, yes, I think things are very, everyone has their place and that's very important because you want to make sure the right drug, right dose is given. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, where does a family nurse practitioner work? I mean, I may be saying something that, uh, a, a nurse out there is is listening to us talk and goes, well, where would I go to get a, a job if I get this degree? Sure. And the great thing about the family nurse practitioner is it's very, very flexible because you learn from birth to end of life. You learn how to care for a patient. We do primarily outpatient settings. So a family practice, internal medicine, um, some freestanding urgent cares. I personally worked in pediatric neurology. I worked correctional care. I worked at a prison in Little Rock. Wow. Um, I take care of um, Medicare patients. I mean, all those different things. I've been able to work inpatient. I mean, not inpatient, excuse me, inner city, Memphis, um, all kinds of different places that are outpatient, not hospital-based. Well, a lot of people don't think about how much uh like in a rural area you may not have a hospital within a couple hundred miles or a hundred miles and they need folks like you that can come to their homes and take care of them yeah um, actually that's a great that's a great point we have a student in oklahoma oklahoma allows the nurse practitioner to own their own practice she owns her own practice in the valiant Oklahoma area, and she does. She does both in the office, and she'll go to the home if the stu- if the patient can't make it to the office. That's, so, she goes above and beyond. So it sounds like to me that's something that maybe our legislature needs to be looking at for Arkansas. Do we have that kind of a program? Um, we In Arkansas, you can own your own practice. Right now, we have a little bit of a limitation because in order to prescribe medication, the nurse practitioner has to have a collaborative practice agreement with a physician. Mm. But we're working on it. We're working on it. I mean, I I love my physician colleagues. I don't want that to ever be thought that I don't. Right. Um, But I I definitely want to, you know, have them there if I should have a question, but I want other NPs to be around if I should have a question. So Arkansas is moving in that direction, I believe, but we're not quite there yet. Well, we got to figure out ways to make health care more affordable. That would seem to be one of the ways that you could do that. Last question for you. Why car? Why should people come to your all school? <laughs> you know, I, I probably get a little emotional about this. I'm actually a Harding graduate from their bachelor's program back in the 90s, just a little bit after the Flintstone age. Um, <laughs> and I, I love Harding. I, I feel like we provide more than an education in, as a nurse practitioner. I mean, we provide mentoring in life, 
in Christian life. Um, we have close relationships with our students, friendships later, you know, after we try to keep the student teacher relationship during school, but then afterwards our, our students still call us again. So I just feel like we provide much more than just the education part. We provide how to take this into the world and utilize it in your practice as a Christian, as um I, I, like I said, I get, I'll get emotional about it. We just um, really want our students to succeed in the program as well as afterwards and be a great um, ambassador for Harding's program. Okay, last question, and then I'll let you go, and you can go lay down and go to sleep. Uh, 45 seconds, where do people find out more? So you can go to Harding, H-A-R-D-I-N-G dot E-D-U slash f as in frank n as in nancy p as in paul all right that's that uh, t- takes up our time i'm i'm happy that you joined us because you you explained this really clearly and uh, i thank you for that well thank you for having me Appreciate all right. it. all right talk to you later okay. bye-bye now we'll let her get back to get herself another cup of coffee or take a little nap before she's got to be at work uh that was a uh, dr donna claren here on the Dave Ellswick Show. News is coming, and then Ken Yang is here. We're going to talk with him, and Senator Bozeman joins us next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing and uh, what they can do for you. I mean, no matter what the situation you find yourself in, maybe you're on the side of the road, you need your, your tire changed, maybe you locked your keys in your truck, uh, maybe uh, your truck just broke down or your car broke down on the side of the road. Or maybe you broke down on the side of the road and you're towing your boat or you're towing your camper. You know, what do you do then? How do you get somebody to come out and help you then? Well, let me just tell you, call East End Towing because they have the answers for you. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. You know, member of the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board, licensed, insured tow operation, and every one of their trucks is permitted. That's East End Towing. All right, let's bring on the senator, the senior senator from Arkansas. John Bozeman joins us this morning here uh, on by, by phone. So are you back in the state? Did Schumer let you guys out of your jail sales there? Senator, no, he hasn't let us. He hasn't let us out yet. We're still in, still in Washington and winding up. We got a couple, uh, you know, important things to do, but uh, we should be done by the end of the week, hopefully. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I've heard that Schumer has been keeping a tight rein on you guys. Is that true? <laughs> well, Schumer uh, is trying to keep a tight rein. I would argue that. Uh, He's probably been the most ineffective floor leader uh, in a long, long time. Well, he's sure not friends with uh, with Mansion, that's for sure. And I read an article early this morning that said well, we're that we're glad of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've learned that uh, uh, Mansion and the president are still miles apart on this BBB, and that's a that's good to be honest with you. No, it's very good, and and really, what's driving that, Dave, is the fact that uh, uh, we asked for a congressional budget office to score this bill, 
in a fair way to make it such that you uh, took all the gimmicks out. Uh, the idea of putting these massive spending bills, massive programs in, and then only having uh, one, it only run for one year with 10 years of payback, it made it appear that it was much less expensive than it is. And so they were saying $1.75 trillion, and that was to appease Senator Manchin. The real cost that they've come out with is closer to $5 trillion. It, it truly is amazing. Well, they were screwing around. I mean, it, they're saying, well, we'll only have this program for of this uh, huge piece of, of legislation in in uh, in working order and make it only go for one year. Can you remember yeah. an, any any federal program that was started that just went one year? No, that's that's really <laughs> the point, and so that's why that's why when the outside groups you take uh, uh, school of business that's very very well respected. Uh, they came out independently, did this as a private entity looking at it. That's the conclusion they made, and that's why they came up with also about $4.7 trillion, something in that range, essentially what the Congressional Budget Office scored that at. In fact, Congressional Budget Office scored it a little bit higher than they did. And so it's hard to, you know, the Democrats can't have it both ways. Sometimes they'll if the CBL score is good for them, you know, the CBL is wonderful. Now they've come out with this this terrible score for them that's actually telling the truth, and they're really trying to back up from that. Well, I've got Ken Yang here, but I'm going to ask one more question. You wrote an op-ed here just recently about agribusiness, and it was an important op-ed. And people need to understand it's important that we win back the Senate because someone like you would be head of the Agriculture Committee if – uh, we can get control of the of the Senate again. Talk a little bit about that op-ed and, and the points that you were trying to make to the American people. Well, in the op-ed, what I pointed out was a year ago when I, when I took control as the head Republican, first of the year, uh, the farm community, the sentiment amongst the farm community was very high, and commodity prices had increased, uh, input Costs were were relatively low. Price of gasoline, price of energy, all of that's related to uh, to uh, fertilizer. Besides running the equipment and all the traveling that we do in rural America, so rural America had been battered for the last the previous six years. We had the trade wars and this and that. President Trump, to his credit, took on China, and uh, they, China doesn't play by the rules. He made them play by the rules, and so. At that point, uh, we had worked out a really good trade uh, agreement with the Chinese. They were buying lots of ag products and, and actually still are as a result of that agreement. But since that time, commodity prices have stayed high. But the input cost, uh, the cost of uh, fertilizer is at an all-time high. Uh, if you've, anybody's filled up their, their tank lately as far as gasoline, uh, significant increases there with that and diesel home heating oil is up like 30 35 percent so all of these things again propane the list goes on and on so we've gone from one extreme to the other right now even though commodity prices are up high farm sentiment is down so these are very real things and it's all about inflation and we just got to talking about this massive spending bill uh, the idea that you're going to dump another 
uh, you know, four and a half to five trillion dollars into the economy and that not be very inflation, inflationary is just absolutely crazy. So uh, we've got ourselves in, in significant uh, problems. The other thing, Dave, Democrats voted to increase the uh, uh, things such as the debt limits, two and a half trillion dollars. Uh, yesterday, and so you get yourself in a situation where you're right now. I think we're at twenty-eight, twenty-nine trillion dollars in debt. Another two and a half trillion dollars before the end of next year, and so the way you fight inflation is raising interest rates. But we're so indebted; it's that's going to be difficult to do because right now we're paying a lot of interest because we owe so much money. But the interest rate itself is at an all-time low, you know, regarding payback. It's very, very low. So you start raising rates, you can imagine what 1% of, uh, you know, $31 trillion is. I mean, it gets to the point you, you start eating up all of the discretionary money that you have servicing the debt in trying to control inflation. So these are these are complicated things. But, but the bottom line is that the Democrats are really doubling down in the fact of uh, trying to get this massive spending bill passed. All right. We're going to ask you a lot more questions when we come back. We'll go ahead and get the, uh, the break right now and then come back and talk further with uh, Senator John Bozeman. He's given us a half hour today here on the show. It's always a pleasure to have him on. But when we come back, let's talk about are the Democrats doubling and I think even tripling down, knowing that they're going to lose the House, knowing that they're going to lose maybe the Senate, and uh, then it's going to be up to the Republicans to repair all this crap that's been going on. Let's talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got 17 minutes until 7. I want to remind you about uh, Pat Davis. Want to save some money on your health insurance? You can do that by just making a, a short 10-minute phone call to Pat, 501-605-6935. He'll show you a way to save 30 to 50% on your health insurance. Look, I've had a lot of people talk to me about health insurance and how, you know, it's gone up 7 8 10%. They just can't afford it any longer. Well, you call Pat, he'll explain to you how he reduces your costs so that it is more beneficial to your budget. Uh, and this is with health insurance from any company, national company sold anywhere in the United States. And I'll tell you, you'll you'll get to forget about a big word that you you know from your your health insurance copay. Uh, there are no copays with his program. You want to talk to Pat about that again? The phone number five zero one six zero five sixty nine thirty five. And then I always ask this question. At the end, when's the last time your hospital sent you a check? Talk to Pat. I'm telling you, it's important you talk to him. You can also visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. Our special guest uh, for the next oh, about 13 minutes is uh, our senior senator uh, from Arkansas, John Bozeman. He's given us the time today. And going to answer some really great questions. You had a press conference yesterday, and Ken wanted to talk about that. Yeah, first of all, uh, Senator, thank you for uh, having on, uh, being on. Uh, and thank you, Ken. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I like bragging about certain uh, members of Congress is constituent services. 
And so before I ask my questions, I always tell people, if you want something answered, done, need help, I mean, call Senator John Bozeman's office. I mean, they are top of the line when it comes to constituent services. And I mean, I hear about it, and I travel the state a lot, and that's definitely one of the biggest things I hear about your your office. So you you just have a wonderful staff over there. I know you know that, but sometimes we don't hear it enough. So, well, thank you. That that's really what this is all about. Is is you know these are service positions, and uh, it's amazing. They mentioned the press conference yet. The press conference yesterday, that was about the IRS Yes, yeah. and how heavy-handed they can be. And we have people all the time you know, with IRS problems, with veterans problems, immigration problems. The list goes on and on. But, uh, again, that's something that we very much yeah. enjoy doing. And you're right. If, if some of the listeners are having some problems, be sure and holler at us. We'll be glad to help. Yeah, so your, your press conference, you know, uh, Obama was really good at coming after conservatives using the IRS, the FBI, NSA, whatever uh, he had at his disposal of the government. You know, uh, Dave mentioning doubling and tripling down. It sounds like the the left is going to double, trying to double down on this IRS and snooping into our finances and and you know really uh, helping out you know our foreign enemies when it comes to China and Russia. Uh, with, you know, six I think you said sixty thousand plus new employees, billions of more dollars for the IRS. Uh, yeah. You know, my my thought: Are y'all going to be able to to stop all of that nonsense? Well, I, I think we are because the American people are the ones that are stopping it, Ken. Uh, these are things that they can understand. The idea of giving the IRS an additional $80 billion and, and it's eight, actually 87,000 new agents. So what they want to do is every time your, your bank account reaches a threshold of you having $10,000, they started with $600, now it's $10,000 worth of activity, the average family creates about $61,000 worth of activity in their bank account, then that, that starts going to the IRS. So all of your information is going to start going to the IRS, and then these, these new agents are going to be sifting around, uh, you know, trying to figure out if you've done something wrong. It's absolutely crazy. So you're right. They did attack a, a conservatives in the past, and uh, now they're doubling down and, and through snoop on all of us. The other problem, Ken, is is that right now, if, if the IRS or law enforcement or whoever has a problem with me, they can go to my bank, you know, look at those records. They're disseminated. All of us have different records all over the country. When you start putting all of that, all of that information into a centralized location, that's a recipe for the Chinese, the Russians, uh, or whoever else to hack. Uh, we don't do a good job of securing information in government. So there's all kinds of reasons to be against this. But the good news is uh, w- what I see is that the American public, you know, most, most folks aren't like you and Dave. They're not, they're not involved politically. Uh, what they are is, is just hardworking folks that are trying to take care of their families. They trust people like myself and Senator Cotton to do our best to, you know, to represent them. But now they're figuring out, hey, there's something wrong. And that's this big push from the left to uh, 
to do these things. And the reason they're doing it is people say, well, John, they're really not going to do that. They are. And they have to do it because they've got to come up with this, uh, you know, this close to $5 trillion. Uh, they, even they understand that you've got to have some pay-fors. These are the kind of things that they're looking at. Yeah, they're crazy. I'm just saying it. I'm, <laughs> they're crazy. You know, to, to, to sit in front of the American people, look into a camera like the president does and say, this is all paid for. Is exactly. the, that's the height of hypocrisy. He's lying to the American people, Senator. No, I understand. The good news, though, is, is the people, like I say, are, are figuring it out. And that's why his approval rating uh, is an all-time low for presidents. I mean, he's – and then you take uh, uh, Vice President Harris, and it's, it's you know, down, <laughs> down you know, it's, it's barely measurable, okay? Yeah, we so, hope somebody takes her. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like I said, the public – and it's through – you know, it's through shows like your, like this. You know, trying to put out good information, y'all. You know, asking these, you know, these good questions and, and discussing it. That's that's how you get the information out. But these are real things, and and, and like I say, that's what happened as Virginia, and then so importantly, New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey's is as blue as we are red. They're not they're not blue. They're they're navy blue. And for them to come out and uh, start electing Republicans truly is remarkable. It's not about Republicans. It's, it's, it's about the, the policies that they're seeing. Uh, we're going to have to rise to the occasion and, and, as you said earlier, start solving some of these problems. Yeah, but they're going to leave all the problems to you all. They know that. No, you're right. You're right. You know, you guys are going to have to do all the dirty work. Well, they're, 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 they're well, never at fault. You know, I just was watching <laughs> Jen Psaki you know, talking about the inflation, how, you know, she didn't know anyone that was worried about it. And that's how, a clown show and, every and, day. And, it really uh, is. You know how the, the, bec- it, the rise of meat prices was because of the greed of corporate conglomerates. And, right. and I mean, it, I just, and, and the fact that she said that, uh, she didn't think any family had an issue with their three-year-olds wearing masks or, uh, <laughs> the inflation happening. It's just, I don't, you know, I, I just don't know what what they're what they talk about. She get, well, she needs to get out. She needs to get out a little bit more, Ken. That's what she needs to do. That's definitely what she needs to do. Let's move to international, uh, Senator. You guys have got some problems that you've got to look at with the president. We've got uh, about uh, you know m- most of the Russian military right now sitting on the Ukraine border. You got China that I do believe has their eyes firmly set on Taiwan after the uh, Winter Olympics goes off. Some thoughts on that as you look at it. Well, I think a lot of this stems from the the debacle in Afghanistan. And it is remarkable. Everybody, Democrats and Republicans, both agree that it was a debacle the the way that we pulled out. And, uh, you know, the, the complete mess that that has caused. But our adversaries are, are concerned that, you know, our, uh, those that are with us are concerned that we're going to be with them in the future. And then you have, like you said, the, the Chinese and the Russians, and I would add the Iranians are also lurking around you yep. know, thinking, is this the time to, to really strike Israel? They've got 250,000 uh, rockets, missiles. Uh, pointed at Israel, and and you know that what what Israel's concerned about is that they'll shoot all those you know essentially 
at the same time overwhelm their system. So that would create a, a you know a massive a massive shooting war. So these are real things. You know we're encouraging uh, uh, our generals and you know, the people that lead the armed forces. Uh, you know those decision makers and the president also to stand firm. If not, we're going to get ourselves into a real you know lots of problems. Is uh, is the committee? Uh, you know you got the armed forces committee and the people that keep their their eyes on this all the time. Are they telling the military, hey, get rid of using pronouns and pay attention to defeating the Soviets if necessary? Well, that's, yeah, I'm on the Defense Appropriations Committee, and and, and certainly that is, you know, that, that is the joke in the sense that they seem more concerned with, uh, you know, trying to, uh, to, to find uh, white supremacists and, and using the pronouns and all of this crazy stuff that they're doing. Uh, the other problem that they've got is that these the, the vaccination mandate is is going to be really significant uh, for those that are that are actually serving directly, and then the guard, reserve, and then the contractors. So uh, there's some real problems with the policies that they've made that. Uh, uh, are creating real, you know, problems that that uh, if they if they don't watch out are just really going to increase, uh, you know, all all of the things that are going on in a negative way. All right. Well, next time that we have you on, we can talk about what the Republicans are are planning to do it uh, do about it, and because I'm sure that you're already planning for 2022 when you take over the House and the Senate again, even though the president last night told all their donors at that big Christmas party, hey, I'm telling all you, we're going to win in 22. We're going to win in 22. Man, it's <laughs> totally delusional. He really is. All right. Thank well, you so much, okay. Senator, for all you do. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Merry New Christmas. Year, and we'll talk to you on the other side in 22. All right? Well, Merry Christmas to you and Happy Holidays to you and your listeners. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Senator. Bye-bye now. All right, so that was, uh, of course, our senior senator, senator uh, John Bozeman. And, you know, that's the important thing that they're going to have to do, Ken. We've got about a minute here. They've got to get together during the holidays, uh, Zoom meetings or whatever, and start deciding what they're going to start telling the American people they're going to do when they take over. And they got to fight like they've never fought before. Oh, they got to fight. I'm just telling you, I, I didn't get to ask him the question, and I, and I don't know if he would have had an answer for it anyway, and that is, you know, how much damage has this party of the Democrats done in less than two years? It's unbelievable. But we'll talk about that in the next hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get some news at the top of the hour, and then we'll be back. Ken Yang will sit in with me, and we will discuss the problems of the world with you. Watching the kids, I was Santa left underneath the tree. That's what Christmas means. That's what Christmas means, my love. A candlelight service at the church. We
All right, so last night, just before I turned in to go to bed a little bit, uh, about 9.30 last night, it was late getting between the sheets and going to sleep. But uh, I got a I got a hit from uh, the folks in uh, Congressman Westerman's office and then Congressman Hill's office, and they were still at work voting yeah. uh, on bills. And, uh, of course, no Republican voted. I take that back. One Republican voted with the democrats last night he ain't every but kissinger ain't a kissinger whatever ain't a republican yeah what what state is he from new york illinois oh well yeah you gotta look you gotta look far and wide to find republicans in illinois anymore it's really sad because uh except for lake county which is where chicago is uh it used to be illinois was red and it's just not that way anymore, and it's it's really sad. Well, here, you know, the 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 mayor recently came out and said that the business owners weren't doing enough to protect their own property. Yeah, why don't you have your own uh, guards? I mean, you know, keep on paying for the police, but you should have your own guards. <laughs> you know, kind of thing, and that's just it's just crazy. That's some you, you never hear Saki or any of them talk about. The problem. Oh, I take that back. They did ask her about why so much crime, and she said COVID. Hasn't been able to explain why, but it was because it's because of COVID. I mean, I, you see I, videos on social media, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever. Every literally every day. Oh yeah. Of it used to be mom and pop stores. Now it's Macy's. Uh, uh, big malls, uh, the big jewelry uh, stores, yeah, T-Mobile, and big jewelry stores just come in. People just in there watching, taking stuff. Yeah, just taking stuff. And the Democrats aren't worried about it. No, they've been very odd. Have you heard their new, their new um, motto that they don't want to defund the police; they want to refund the police. Have you heard that one? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you refunding at? No money I hear about. No, no. Oh, wait, the money that Republicans wouldn't agree to spending because we're already supposedly spending money uh, and sending it to these people, except the Democrats don't let the money out so that it goes to the people that it needs to go to. Uh, I mean... But they don't understand. They like rugs, man. They lie. For them, it's it's just an ism thing. Everything's a racism thing. And it's not about, you know, it's, you know, obviously we should not defund the police, but the ultimate core for the liberals is never about refunding. It's about empowering our law enforcement officers, yep. giving them the tools that they need to protect us. Are there bad apples? Yes. But it, but the left continued to focus on one bad apple, and they all policemen and all law enforcement officers are somehow bad, and uh, they, they, still don't, they still don't get it. But yet they live in their... You know, gated communities and walled you know, off, walled off from, walled from the public. Walled off houses. Yeah, I mean, Schumer has a wall around his house. Mm-hmm. Pelosi has a wall mm-hmm. around her house. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Biden has a wall around his house. Yep. yep. I'm just telling you. You know where we don't have a wall on the border where we need one. Yes, and that's <laughs> two million people. Two million people have come into this country illegally this year alone two million that's ridiculous yeah maybe i should do you think i should start printing up my bumper stickers again and say build the wall yeah probably Might i mean have to our, do that. our growth of illegal immigrants was always some somewhere under 
a one percent growth because you know you always talked about we probably have about twelve to fourteen million illegal immigrants and that 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 number's pretty much stayed the same for the past decade and a half. Uh, at this point, not lately. At this point, a growth of illegal immigrants is about fifteen percent, uh, and that's that's shooting on the low end. And you know what the Democrats think? Wow, that's fifteen percent more voters for us. Oh, well, was it? No, uh, the is it somewhere in New York where the city council voted to allow illegal immigrants to, to be able to vote. In They've their been local pushing elections. that on both the, co- the coasts, in New York and in San Francisco and L.A. Unbelievable. Now, here's what they'll tell you. Only in local municipal elections, not no. in national. I don't trust them for a moment. No, no. Do I get to go to Russia and vote in local elections? Do I get to go to <laughs> of France and vote in local elections? No. It doesn't work that way. I'm sitting here watching TV and watching a smash and grab. Yep, yep, targeted robberies planned on social media. Well, that's the key. I think people need to understand this is a well-coordinated effort. This yeah. is, it, wouldn't, it would not surprise me a lot of the people that are in there and doing this are not this Black happened- Lives Matter people. Oh, yeah, oh, uh, but they are. Let's just, let's just say that, that they are. And it's happening in, in San Francisco, it's happening in Chicago, it's happening in New York City. But now it's starting to happen and, like in Omaha, Nebraska, too. Yeah. Well. I mean, smaller areas. Make it start happening in Texas and see what happens. Well, I I don't disagree. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. There might not be a lot of green, but there'd be a lot of red. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying as far as that. Yeah. Although. That's why. That's if why they did it in Austin. Yeah. No. Yeah, but then Austin. But that, that, this is goes back to just regular politics. It's all, all encompassing. It all connects with each other because that's why when when you're at the legislature and we're advocating for things, things like stand your ground, things like the ability to protect yourself, like Kyle Rittenhouse was able to protect himself. Those things matter. Well, that's only because Americans on that jury spoke out. Yeah. from just completely 180 degrees different than what the Democrat Party wanted. They wanted that boy in jail. Yeah. Where they wanted him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Ken and I were talking uh, here during the break. Uh, his father is over in Taiwan, correct? Yeah, they're visiting over there right now. Yeah. And how, how, how do they view what's going on? Over there now that they're talking to people, you know, sitting down yeah, having tea. Yeah, you know, for them. your listeners that know, you know, my dad had my dad for communist China in forty nine with uh, his father and the family, and you know they're they're a part of the KMT, the Nationalist Party. That's when Chiang Kai Shek yeah. got the heck out um, of Dodge because and most of people did not get to flee. You know, the, that family was my family, my dad's family was part of the lucky ones. You know, he's never thought the Chinese would invade. Uh, I don't believe either. That's part of you know my schooling in, in undergrad was was uh, Asian uh, foreign affairs. policy, uh, Asian affairs, um, just because of the economic stature of Taiwan and the fact that you also still have Japan over there along with the U.S. Um, but I talked to him recently, and he did joke, not really a funny joke, but kind of a funny joke. And he's like, "Well, I'm American citizen. They're supposed to come get me." <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, and like then in he Afghanistan. Paused, yeah, and then he paused. He goes, "But I don't think that's going to happen because of Afghanistan." Yeah, because he follows all that stuff too. I'm like, "Ah, that's probably true." And so, 
Um, but you know, they, I, I worry about it every now and then I text some of the, uh, our congressional delegation, just like, Hey, let me know if, you know, something secret ever happened. If the balloon's either. going up. Yeah. Yep. And uh, tell my dad to get on the first flight out, but, uh, um, they're just there visiting. They'll be back soon anyways, but, uh, he, he doesn't think so. It's something that he's, he, he is near and dear to his heart too. And he follows and, uh, you know, the current government in Taiwan is very much Taiwan being independent. And not to say the Nationalist Party isn't, but the DPP that's in power right now, it's more of the, it's probably more of the, they're more socialist, more Democrat. If you Nationalist versus DPP, Nationalist more conservative, so, you know, DPP more uh, uh, liberal. Uh, so they push the envelope a little more uh, without really, you know, thinking about any repercussions. What are, 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 do you hear anything about what they're thinking over there with these, uh, you know, uh, communist jets flying over their their land and and rattling their sword. I mean, not far to go across the straits to mm. to Taiwan from China. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know, I th- I think they've you know bought more defense equipment uh, from uh, the U.S. Uh, or as my dad would like to say, the the leftovers of the United States doesn't want anymore, and they yeah. sell it to Taiwan. Uh, and uh, the leftovers from the United States and Israel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, I you know, it just it's nothing new for for them. So, but uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting because you know, like I said, I, I, even if my even when my parents aren't over there, you know, all my aunts and uncles and uh, cousins still live in Taiwan. So, I like I like watching some of the video from some of the. Oh, the, uh, uh, the the political meetings that they have over there, and they they get serious over there. Yeah, they there. throw stuff. They throw chairs, <laughs> and, and they jump across tables. They without, punch each yeah, other in they, the face. That's right. I'm sure that, oh, my, oh, that, the, man, this, it feels like that's going to happen sometimes in the state senate here in Arkansas. So Sounds like that for the United States. Yeah, too. As well. Because sooner or later, push has got to come to shove. It really, really is true. For I, I alluded to this with the senator, and I, I firmly believe exactly what they're trying to do. Look, what the Democrats don't want to do is lose the White House. They don't want to lose the White House. They, I think they know already that they're going to lose the House and there's a very good yeah. chance they're going to lose the Senate. But they're going to screw everything up so bad that if we do win it back as uh, as Republicans, and uh, and that's not saying that every Republican is a conservative, but the conservatives of our party have got a huge, huge mess that they're going to have yeah. to get under control. And they'll try to use that against us in 24. Yeah. I see very few scenarios that the uh, Democrats keep the House in 2022. But in the weird world, let's say, that they do, I see very few scenarios where Nancy Pelosi stays Speaker of the House if they were to take back back the House. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, but but then at the same time, it'd be, it'd be an all-out civil war within their party if they took back the House because they cannot agree on anything. Yep, you're um, right about that. So, I, but I, I do believe it's going to be Speaker McCarthy. So, well, it's going to. We'll try to get him on it. 
on a Wednesday. I can probably get him to come on and talk to us. So we'll see if we can't make that happen. All right, let's talk a little bit about David Lucas because, uh, you know, he knows that you're concerned about out-of-control government spending. You're especially concerned if you listen to Senator Bozeman talking about it ain't $1.2 or $3 trillion. It's over $5 trillion that we're really talking about with this build back better BS that they're pushing out of the Democrats. Uh, soaring inflation, political unrest, and a rapid decline of the U.S. Do- dollar, all of that is happening so what should you be doing? Uh, well, David Lucas will tell you, you probably should consider what a lot of other Americans are doing, and that's investing in silver and gold to help protect your nest egg. Uh, learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets like your IRA, your 401k, those hard-earned savings that you have, and uh, by calling 501-222-3315. I mean, you need to protect your, your savings because right now, with inflation in November being over 9%, 9.3%, you think about that means, you know, you're no matter how much money you're sticking in, in savings, it's losing money. So how do you protect that? Well, that's where gold and silver comes in. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect those assets. They uh, work with one of uh, uh, gold uh, companies that, uh, protect those assets and because they're regulated, they're licensed national wholesalers in the country so that you can get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. So talk to the folks at David Lucas Financial. Their phone number, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, let's continue on here with the Dave Ellswick Show. Yesterday, uh, Speaker, not Speaker of the House or anything like that, but Press Secretary Mm. uh, Jen Psaki blamed the increase in meat prices on, quote, greed of meat conglomerates, unquote. Well, she is a true die-in-the-wool Democrat, and they will always blame anything on the companies that produce yeah. what it is that you consume. Uh, if you want to see the the uh, uh, video of this, just go uh, to townhall.com. They have it. Go to And full disclosure, townhall.com is owned by Salem Media. Yeah. You can go there and watch that video. Here's what Ted Cruz said. The, the Biden-Harris White House as a new talking point to try and dodge the blame for inflation. The American people won't uh, buy the Biden administration's spin. Elizabeth Warren tweeted, families are rightly upset that the price of meat has gone through the roof. And who's to blame? Meat packing monopolies that are using inflation as cover to raise prices and make record profits. I'm fighting for stronger antitrust enforcement to lower prices, unquote. And uh, when you talk about uh, taxes, of course, Elon Musk uh, called uh, Senator Warren, Senator Karen, and uh, went in to talk about, I'm going to pay more taxes than everybody. You mm. you want more of my money? Is that what uh, this is all about, Senator Karen? Very, very interesting. 
you know, it, they 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 need just a some some rudimentary uh, lessons on economics in something called supply and demand. And uh, you know, when when your supplies you know is in in crates on uh, the coast, you know. And then you don't have workers that come into work because the government's providing them with checks to sit at home. And then you don't have truck drivers to drive the trucks. And, you know, all, all it goes on and on and on. And it's just, uh, oh, no, they just want more money. It's just just corporate. Yeah, here's greed. what I'll suggest. Go back and listen to our interview with Senator Bozeman. Uh, he wrote an op-ed about agribusiness that mm-hmm. you need to read. When fuel prices go up and and uh, it's diesel that's going up the highest, mm-hmm. that impacts directly on agriculture. Meat is agriculture. Yep. It's animal husbandry. They they raise uh, you know lambs. They raise of course chickens. They raise cows, and uh, we eat those cows and chickens and and lamb and and whatnot. Well. When you're paying more to raise them because the feed that you're feeding them has got petroleum in it, uh, and uh, you got to get that uh, feed and get it out into the fields to give to your cattle and whatnot, uh, you got to pay the price for the hay and higher fuel prices. I'm just using one yeah. tiny part here. It's caused the price of hay to be more expensive. It's not them raising prices. It's this government that's raising Every, the everything prices. Everything that you just said is too confusing for Jen Psaki and Joe Biden to understand. And that's because they live in Washington in a bubble. <laughs> that's And that's the problem. At least our congressmen go home more often than they do. They live in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. constantly. They They believe their own press which even the press doesn't believe, but they believe they, they believe the press that says how good they are at what they're doing. And uh, did you hear about the meeting they had with them? They had, you know, secret meetings with some of the big pokes at the, at the different uh, networks and stuff, asking them, why are you being so mean to us? Because you suck. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's that simple. And they are nowhere near being mean to them as they were with oh, President Trump. You get not that even right. close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it. It's ridiculous. It, at least we've got to give credit to the American yeah. people for understanding now who is the enemy. And I use that word specifically. Because I believe the Democratic Party is the enemy of yeah. America. I'm surprised they didn't ask CNN why. Why didn't you protect? Why aren't you protecting us like Chris Cuomo protected his brother? Now, that's a good question. That's a good question. Why don't you ask real questions? And or and, and if you're the San Francisco Chronicle and you got an inter- interview with the vice president, you don't ask her about yeah. the southern border, which. The president put her in charge of you ask her about what color blue is your office uh well it, it, it I, the only reason to watch the press briefings is because peter Ducey gets under her oh he skin. does yeah you can see it <laughs> you can see it it's good and there's other you can see other reporters knowing that the question he's asking 
isn't uh, BS. It's a, a legitimate question, and it emboldens them then yeah. to ask some some questions as well. All right, let, let's go hear what uh, uh, Bill has to say. He's up next, and uh, we'll hear that, and then we'll come back for the rest of uh, today's edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Heidi, I told you early today before the show started what I was going to do after I got off the air today, that I was heading over to 3000 Kavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E, and I was going to talk uh, to my good buddy over there, Eric, who owns Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Now, it won't be exactly after I leave here because he doesn't open till 10 o'clock. You know, he's kind of a piker that way. He doesn't open really early. He opens at 10 o'clock. So I'll get over there at, at 10 o'clock, and I, I've got to do the rest of my Christmas shopping for my lovely wife. So uh, I'm going to pick up a couple of more things uh, to put under the tree. I'm Five-carat diamond No, ring. no, no five-carat. <laughs> uh, no five-carat. I mean, I got, I got her some... I got her some diamond uh, studs, so she didn't have any of those, so now she'll have those. Okay, just a and big ruby. Then. So I'll, I'll be looking. Boy, I'll tell you, if I could get it, I'd buy her a big emerald. I love mm-hmm. emeralds. And I, I do. I like rubies, too. I like, But I only like the rubies that are blood red. I mean, mm-hmm. really, really dark red. And then the, they spark almost like a diamond. But uh, you can find both of those. Uh, easily over at uh, hillcrest designer jewelry eric is waiting there for you to stop by uh, today or tomorrow or this weekend and you know it's going to be shopping weather this weekend it's supposed to be raining most of the weekend yeah. so you know get out there and and finish up your uh, your christmas shopping go to 3000 cavanaugh boulevard see what uh, eric uh, has in his cases got a lot of great stuff that sparkles and i i know that uh, women that i've dated and uh, uh my wife like things that sparkle they really really do and but they want you to pick a piece that they would pick themselves so you know do a little a little questioning uh, yeah. of them uh they got these these new uh, paperclip necklaces that are big i like and i love my wife but uh, she likes silver which saves me a lot of money when it comes to buying <laughs> buying uh, you know jewelry but uh, if you need a time that you can sit down with Eric, if you call 501-246-3655, he will be good enough uh, to sit down with you and turn his attention explicitly to you. And you can tell him, well, I'm looking for this ring or that ring or this kind of a cut for a diamond. Uh, last time he was on, Ken was here. He started talking about cuts of diamonds to... Uh, to Eric and Eric was telling me, "Oh, you come on over. I'll show you those. I yeah, got them." That, that was my my ex. Though, so I don't I don't have to spend anything on jewelry. I've been single for a little over a year now, and I don't okay. need to. You kind of liking that? Save some money. It does. It's amazing. <laughs> I was telling some friends, it's amazing what my bank account looks like in a relationship versus not in a relationship. Yes. Well, that's good. You spend the money on yourself. Yeah. Or you can save it. Yes. Even. That's, save, that's save always. Money. Even if you spend money on yourself, you're still saving money because you're not spending money on two people. <laughs> so, uh, At least he's honest about it. I'm hey, telling it's, you. It's, it's, the, it's the silver lining of not yeah. being in a relationship. If I had a choice, I'd be in a relationship, but it's the, i got to find the silver lining. That's Well, that's true. Every, 
there's a silver lining wherever you, whatever season you're in, there's a silver lining. You just got to look at it and look for it. All right, we've been talking about what uh, the Democrats have been up to. Uh, they got a lot of crazy stuff. Listen to what Biden had to say if you haven't gotten vaccinated. He responded to a reporter asking him about the mandate setbacks in court by saying, quote, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, not the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. That's the problem. Everybody talks about freedom, about not to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? How about patriotism? How about you make sure you're vaccinated so you don't spread disease to anyone else? Now, what's wrong with that statement? It's a lie. When you're vaccinated, you're still able to spread COVID. Correct. All right. It doesn't keep you from not infecting other people. It doesn't even keep you from not infecting people who are vaccinated. That's right. That's right. It's a lie. It's a it's a mis a misdirection. I had had, had someone that said, "Well, wouldn't you feel bad uh, if you know you gave it gave it to me and I took it home to my kids?" And I said, "You you you can take it home to your kids. There's no medicine." vaccine out there currently that prevents the transmission of COVID-19 period period yeah you know and these I always call them idiots these idiots that want to compare it to polio and smallpox and all those other things last time I checked when those vaccines came out people weren't getting polio from other people That's that right. have been vaccinated. People weren't getting smallpox from other people that were vaccinated. You're right. People aren't getting MNR from other people that have been vaccinated for MMR and the other vaccines you get as a as a child. Yeah, measles, mumps, rubella. Yes. Oh, no, rubella, that's measles. But, I mean, the whole thing that, yeah. that we, we do our, our uh, vaccinations for uh, – it's to thought, prevent you from getting things. Did you, know? you, did you see how slow they're walking these pills from Pfizer? 91% effective if you use them from putting you in the hospital. And the uh, the government is slow walking their approval. Why? Yeah. Why? Oh, 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 wait. You got a bunch of vaccine, don't you? <laughs> That's right. I mean, just like they were, it wasn't until... The all, the all the vaccines were approved before they started talking more about monoclonal antibodies. We had monoclonal antibodies within months of having COVID-19. I agree. Elon Musk, I love the guy. I got to tell you, he's got more money than I'll ever see in three lifetimes. <laughs> uh, but uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren said, let's change the rig tax code so the person of the year, who is Elon Musk, uh, will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off of everyone else. And Elon tweeted back at her, and this is what he said. And if you opened your eyes for just two seconds, you would realize I will pay more taxes than any American in history this year. Zing. Yeah. And he, and he called Senator Warren, Senator Karen. I love it. I love it. I really, I really do. Elon Musk, he's a different kind of guy. He's, he's kind of like Edison. He likes the whole thing of 
of, you know, developing. R&D is his bailiwick, research and development, and he does a great job. I think it's interesting. He told them, he, he gave them the way to do that high-speed train out in California, yeah. and now they're finally doing it. Yeah. He he wants to put you in a, uh, a some kind of a device that they put you in a vacuum tube, like you put your money in the bank and you push the button, it goes, it takes off. That's what yeah. they, they e- want them Elon to do. Elon is what makes America great. It's what, you know, during the boom of, of NASA and how much reverse engineering we had just from the technology that was happening from NASA. Yeah. Um, when, when it was still... Uh, privatized and not not government uh, ran. Yeah, how much how much Velcro do you use? <laughs> yeah. Came from NASA. Yeah. yeah. How about duct tape? Came from NASA. Yeah. We can go on and on. Yeah. Microwaves. And, uh, and, uh, you know why anyone would? I, I I never. You know why anyone would listen to? You know Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Anyways, but was it Warren or Feinstein that had the uh, Chinese uh, uh, spies in Feinstein? Feinstein. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. And then, last but not least, and uh, we got to get another break in Philadelphia schools. Be glad you don't live in Pennsylvania, especially Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the brotherly city of love, has had over five hundred murders this year. Five hundred. Murders, not the safest place in the world to live. But Philadelphia schools now allow children, kindergartners and up, to declare any gender without parental consent. Aren't you glad that your children are not in school in Philadelphia? I am that my children nor my grandchildren are in Philadelphia. All right, a break, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll finish up today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around, Ken Yang with me, chairman of the Saline County Republican Party. We're going to have to bring in uh, Pulaski County, uh, Lone Oak, and uh, Faulkner and bring you all together, then let you all talk about what's going on sure. in the party. We can make that happen yeah. because it is the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, professional sports are going out of their way to make me not even want to watch them. I mean, I watched college basketball before I watched the NFL uh, on television any longer. I love college football. I've gotten to the point where I detest a lot that's going on in the NFL. A lot of you know who I'm talking about when I say Michelle Tafoya. She's been the sideline uh, reporter for years for NBC Sunday Night Football. Well, after this season, according to a report that's come out, is that she will not be making any appearances on the sideline. NBC's coverage of the upcoming Super Bowl in February is expected to be her final appearance on the sideline for the network. Her role afterward remains unclear. And why? Well, she was on The View think last week if not last week week before and uh, she defended the police she defended uh, Rittenhouse as well and NBC is going and I'm sure the reason this is happening is because 
lefty groups are are complaining to NBC, how can you have her on the sideline when she believes whatever she said on the view? And so they're going to take they're going to take her job away from her. Yeah, yeah. Because and you know she was on the view and they were defending you know Colin Kaepernick and and she you know was you know Kaepernick was saying you know the NFL similar to the slave trade and and basically you know she said well that that's definitely not the case and went on. I, I don't even know why any conservative person would ever go on the view anyways. I just. There should be a memo sending out to anyone that's conservative, just not even be on that show. Um, but uh, the idea that they're taking her off the, you know, being the side. Well, of you know what reporter. she said on the View that set the left off, right? She, the who was it? The the lady that's on there. Um, one of the members talked about how Colin Kaepernick compared uh, the NFL to slavery. Mm-hmm. And she looked directly at the lady who said that and said, nobody forces these guys to play. Correct. Correct. And then the retort to that was, you know, somehow, well, all the owners are white and, you know, players, da, 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 da. And, uh, you know, it was just the left continues to like to punish success. And she made a great point, though. Um, and the uh, Tavoya made a great point. I mean, she Toyota has been part of the NFL for forever. If you watch NFL, you know she's she's one of the, she's one of the best sideline reporters uh, uh, out there. Yeah, she's been with CBS, ABC, ESPN, My now goodness. with NBC. And she made a good point. She said, "Well, guess what? Colin Kaepernick has since leaving the NFL has had a Netflix Netflix special and a lucrative deal with sports apparel company like Nike, amongst amongst other other uh, signings." Um, and the the piece that the liberal media continues to not say, he was offered many times to go play football, whether it's in the NFL or in the AFL or in the other leagues that are created or, or in Europe, and he refused all of them. Why? Because he wasn't going to get paid enough money, and it was never about playing in the NFL. It was about whatever he was, this ridiculous well, he said He, he said that start. the combine was like a slave block when they used to sell yeah. slaves in the public square. Come on, you've got to be a real dumbass to believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. You talked about how they make them stand in front mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, the NFL owners so they can check out the physiques and all of that. They put them through all the tests. They want to make sure they're getting the, the best. They're, they're paying them yeah. buku's amount of money to get out there yeah. and, uh, yeah. and play. And it's like Travoya says, nobody uh, forces yeah. and them to play. And I don't even play. need that much money. Just sign me up for the rookie minimum for five years, and, and it's all good. You don't I'll, even I'll need sit, that. Just I'll, sit on the bench. Yeah, I'll sit on. I don't even want to sit on. Just put me on the practice squad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, a lot of people don't realize that in professional baseball now, that if you sit on the bench, you make a million dollars a year. Yeah. If you sit on the bench, you mm. don't have to put chalk on your hand and grab a baseball bat and stand in the yeah. in the batter's circle, even yeah. or in the batter's box, yeah. uh, or go out I and put your glove on. They'll give you a million dollars. Let me dollars. be one of those players where I only go in like in baseball when it's like fifteen to three. Up, oh, time to get in there. Oh, sounds yeah. good. Okay, <laughs> I'm heading out. I'm heading out. <laughs> or if you're a little person, yeah, like like with. Uh, uh, the White Sox, you know, I mean, uh, 
they used to ha- they had a little person on on the uh, the team and they'd put him up when they needed to yeah. get a runner. Yeah, a pinch pinch runner. <laughs> they can't even, well, they went out even pinch runner. Yeah. They put him up there and the pitcher couldn't throw low enough for a strike, yeah. so he walked. You know, Bill Veck did that for years uh, with the White Sox. So. Uh, and, and it's this constant cancel culture, uh, yes. And the left in their cancel culture, and the and let me tell you, the right has to has the part to play. The the right participates in this cancel culture too. The right doesn't come out and protect our own from cancel culture, but we also like to cancel our own. So you know, I always see all this cancel culture. Yes, the left started it, but we we've played right into it. Yeah, she walked away. Uh, from the view and was asked about what she had said and she said i thought comparing the nfl to the slave trade was a little rough all right uh these guys enter willingly they are the most well cared for people yes they play a hard sport and every one of them black white latino whoever's playing the sport will tell you how much they love it and they're willing to do it and they make a damn good living and Hey, thank you, Michelle. That's right on the button. You're right there. Exactly. Yep. It's a bunch of, you know, mealy-mouthed little wimps out there, wussies, that are 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 wanting to cancel, uh, you know, the combine. And, you know, Ka- Kaepernick, people actually listen to him. Why? I don't know. Because most of his stuff, if not all of his stuff that he says, is just BS. I mean, totally. He look. The owners didn't freeze him out. He had a couple of good seasons. Then he didn't. He didn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. You can mm-hmm. look at his stats. And they offered him. They, it's not like the people. This narrative that they, he was offered nothing. Plenty of teams offered him stuff, but yeah. he 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 wanted to start. He, he wanted, wanted more. more. Money. Yeah, he wanted. Yeah. That's the big one. He wanted to start. And guess what? He wasn't good enough to start. That's what it came down to. So keep on buying your Kaepernick gear and and supporting him, and he's laughing at you all the way to the bank. I mean, seriously. I mean, he's up there brushing, uh, you know, the the backs of the owners and stuff. You know, he's with the masters now. You know, he's one of the, well, I won't get into that, because if I get into that, I'll be taken off the air for a while. (laughs) It's it's just that I'm just telling you, it's, it's crazy. What what's going on uh, in our country as far as that all goes? So, uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm not sure what's coming up in the first hour. I'm working on some stuff, but I haven't solidified anything. I will tell you, Joe will be here tomorrow and answer your car questions. I don't know if Duck uh, will. He did something to his leg. He's been bedridden for the last two weeks. Oh, wow. So we'll we'll see if he's able to get into the studio tomorrow. We might have to push his bed in here into the studio it might have to happen tomorrow but uh, we'll have uh, some good stuff tomorrow i might call uh, lowry up and see if uh, state uh, representative lowry can come on uh, we talked yesterday about that information that missy brought uh, to us uh, dealing uh, with uh, the schools and the collection of data about your children mm. and uh the people who were about uh, were behind that bill in the house, on the house side was Lowry on the uh, Senate side was Irvin, and neither one of them was aware of this gathering of information. 
So maybe I can get both of them on and 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 talk about yeah. that uh, tomorrow yeah. here on the show. That yeah. was that was our little gift to you on Tuesday. Well, and then I know you have a statewide listenership, but for those of us on the radio, you know Senator Irvin now has a good portion of Faulkner County. Uh, oh, does she really? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. She goes down all the way to Valonia. Oh, uh, wow! I believe so. Yeah, I haven't really paid a lot of attention. I paid some, but not a lot of attention to how they read, uh, drew the maps. But I do know that the governor doesn't like Mary Bentley. She's a staunch conservative, and mm. that's why he changed her whole district. I agree. You know, we're going to get Mary on, talk to her about it. I'm the one who talked her into running for office in the yeah. first place. Well, they did the same thing to Senator Stubblefield with this Senate district. Oh, did they do yeah. the same thing to him? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we need to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff. That's stuff that everybody says, well, that's, that's kind of like... In the party stuff? No, it isn't. It's stuff that specifically involves you for people who really do want to, uh, you know, represent you and the way the state should be going. Ken, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on today. thank you. We'll do it one more time next week, then we'll take some time off as we get into the holidays. Awesome. That sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. You don't, well, if you want to, you spend the extra money that you don't, you know, haven't spent on on girls and stuff. You can spend it on me. <laughs> and take me to, to doze or something for lunch. All right. All right. Tomorrow, 6 a.m. here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.